Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. I am working through prophecies that I have not yet finished on the Master's Voice. Um, Master's Voice prophecies are, I think at this point, they are almost 500 of them. They've definitely passed the 460 mark, and the videos are more than 331. I actually did a more accurate count on BitChute, Rumble, and Brighteon. So the videos are about 331 so far. However, there are crucial videos on the 2020 pandemic situation, crucial videos that can no longer be hosted on YouTube for obvious reasons. So those videos can only be accessed on playlists on BitChute and Brighton. You can only find those videos there. So that's why the count on YouTube is lower. This prophecy that I'm looking at is called the Kings of the East, the third nation. And I received this more than a year ago, May 21st, 2021. And this prophecy is looking at two themes. This prophecy is looking at God's judgment in America for a certain sin. So if you were part of the channel from as far back as 2020, 2021, when I went into the sin series, God was highlighting in each prophecy a certain sin. So it would be homosexuality and how God will judge for that. Abortion, how God will judge for that. Lovelessness, how God will judge for that. The habit of going to other nations and causing war, how God will judge for that. The judgment in this prophecy is slavery. And I think I've done two videos for that already. One is called, one is called, just a moment, please. One is called Send for Their Flesh, and the other one is called The Valley of Vision. And in those two prophecies, oh, a third is called To the Four Corners. Yes, I think. I will, I will look for them and see if I can link them in a comment or in the description box. And in each of those situations, God said that for coming to America and crushing out and exterminating the life that they found there, the original settlers for exterminating the lives of the American Indians that they found here and for bringing people over from Africa and then basically making their lives a living torment, a living hell for so many years. God will bring Russia and China to perform the identical acts of especially sexual molestation that Americans inflicted upon the Africans that they brought here during the slave trade. So this is a two-part prophecy. One is a judgment for slavery, and the other part is looking at who will come and execute that judgment at the Lord's command. And so this prophecy, I received it as I was working on the blog. So this blog takes tons of man hours and it's my privilege to do this work for the Lord, but it can be time consuming. I was working on a prophecy quite late. And as I was preparing it, a thought came to my mind, a thought came to my mind. And the prophecy I was working on was lockstep. It was talking about the rise of the beast government and its Nazi tendencies. I became curious to know more about the type of marching that I see in the visions, this type of marching that Hitler popularized called lockstep. And so I, I went to go and look for the Russians. I went to go and look to see if the Russians march like this and they do. But as the video was playing on YouTube, I saw another thing of the North Koreans. So I clicked that video 
And I really wish that I had not, because the Russian soldiers were a lot, but I don't think I understood just how many people they have over there in North Korea, how, how multitudinous these people are. When I saw the number of the soldiers marching, when I saw them doing that crunching boot march and how nobody was out of step, I was like, Lord, we are doomed. We are finished. It was just a conversation between me and God. So this wasn't supposed to be out, but it, it did come out when he told me to publish it. I said, there's no way, God, that anybody, that we will be able to fight these people. And I was looking at women. I was looking at women marching. It was a video of females. They are what is on the cover of this prophecy, uh, carrying guns, carrying guns. And the Lord just interrupted my thoughts. And he said to me, there is a third nation that I never told you about that will come here on the side of China and Taiwan. So the nations that God has shown me is Russia and China and Ukraine with Russia and Taiwan with China. And now the Lord was saying here that Korea would come. And it wasn't just any Korea he was talking about. The Lord was talking about a unified Korea. And I will just read what he said. There is a third nation I've never told you about. The nation that will come here to invade with China and Taiwan is Korea. It will be a unified Korea. The North and the South will join hands as brothers and they will strike covenant over an agreement. They will become one nation. Brother will fly down the slopes of the mountain to meet brother. These people have suffered a lot. They've been separated for generations, but now they will strike hands in agreement. They will come down the slopes of the mountains and hug each other, and they will become one people. They will hug one another with tears, and after that, they will turn as one man and destroy America. And the Lord gave me a vision right there. And I saw two snowy mountains, <clears throat> excuse me, please, a mountain here and a mountain here. And two brothers began to run down the slopes of the mountain and they met in the valley. One brother was wearing this red, typical Asian pajama that we can remember mostly from the Bruce Lee movies. So that traditional male pajama thing, one was wearing red and that was representing I think South Korea, and then one was wearing black, and that was representing North Korea. And they came down where the two mountains had a valley, and they began to do some kind of traditional dance, greeting one another, and you know, and they hugged each other, and the tears were flowing almost like cartoon levels because this I saw this vision in animation, a very beautiful animation. And God said that these two nations are going to strike hands. To strike hand means to have an agreement. He says they're going to have a covenant. South Korea and North Korea are going to come up with some kind of covenant, some kind of treaty that brings them back together as one. They are no longer going to be a separated Korea. There will be an official document, he said. They will sign a peace treaty concerning unity, concerning an agreement to now begin sharing data they will start to share and trade information again, and there will be cooperation. He says this treaty will concern many other things of geopolitics and stuff like that. They will talk about agriculture. They will talk about farming. They're probably going to talk about trade as well. They will work together. And he said that the borders will be open. There will be free traffic between the borders of these two countries without any of this extreme level of border police monitoring and the separatist, separatist doctrines 
anymore. So North Korea is definitely the side that has the separatist doctrine because um, South Korea is just as liberal as you want to get out there in Asia. And the Lord was telling me that this would really benefit old people because this relationship reunification is going to be a very important part of North and South Korea in the future. He said that many old people last saw each other when they were teenage boys. And this picture of two brothers coming down the mountains, hugging, doing a traditional dance, and then grasping one another and crying. This is a picture of exactly what's going to happen as the old people who were set apart by this division finally get to be able to travel and see one another and patch things up before they die. That was the exact phrase God used. He said, a lot of people need to patch things up before they die. They need to make peace before death. And so there's going to be a lot of traveling back and forth across these open borders to fix family relations, especially. He said that people will no longer care about the political reasons that they separated. So, you know, people, when they're young, they're, they're very into their politics and they can end up hating the next person who doesn't agree with them. But he said that these people have aged without access to their families, aged without access to brothers, sisters. They've, they've had children. That child has never seen the other side of their family. And so he said all the fire of political activism, political reasons, whatever, they have stopped caring who was right and who was wrong in politics. And they have been spending the last few decades grieving about their fact that their family is over that dividing wall. And so God said that the old people in North Korea and South Korea will be the happiest to see this reunification happening. And as the political and the social reunification happens, families will be reunified at last. Now, as wonderful as this prophecy was, my brain was still stuck on those marching soldiers that I had seen. And so I tried to bring God's attention back to my thing. It's great that they will be unified, but at the same time, Lord, have you seen the soldiers? Lord, look at those people. They are like ants. These people will destroy in America. And then the Lord's answer to me was this. Please listen. This is the second part of the prophecy. Great rape will occur here. America will be torn as with bloody teeth. She will be uncovered in war and great rape and molestation will occur here. America has done my people a hard injustice. Through slavery, she made them naked and she desecrated them even though they cried for mercy. Atrocities were done here. The fields were fields of blood and their cries raised up to me from the ground. Now it will be done to her. The kings of the East will come here and America will suffer rape and molestation as she has done to others, do unto her. Pour her a double dose of her own medicine and let it be served to her. I am the Lord for her sins have reached to heaven and God has remembered her iniquities. Render to her just as she rendered to you and repay her double according to her works, in the cup which she mixed, mix double for her. Revelation 18, 5 to 6. So let me go back to this part. I have made this prophecy called sent for their flesh. That prophecy was so long and so graphic that I was forced to break it up into three parts because I saw 
a main scene and then two main actors. The main scene that I saw was that Vladimir Putin was sitting at a meeting. He was sitting at a meeting and all these countries that I've mentioned, Ukraine and Taiwan and China, Russia itself were there. And quite a few of these other smaller countries that used to be Soviet, Soviet bloc countries. They were at a private meeting. And the most important thing about this meeting is that there was not a single Western power there. There was no Britain, there was no France, there was no Italy, there was definitely no America. These people were having a private meeting and they were saying, well, our economies are growing and we have this and we have that. And um, where will we get the labor from? We need labor. Where will we get workers from? And, you know, China was saying we grow, we're growing so fast. We need more workers. We need people out in the agricultural fields. And Vladimir Putin was sitting there and he was quiet and they were talking here and there. And the smaller countries, they were just happy to be in the room. Ukraine wasn't even saying much. And then... Uh, he just thundered out, send for their flesh. And it seemed to be the answer that all of these questions, these countries were waiting for. They were like, like, why didn't we think of this? And that flesh they were talking about is the flesh of America to come and be workers, to come and be sex workers, to come and be slaves, to come and be chattel, exactly as America had done to the Africans centuries before. And so God was saying here that this uncovering that comes in war, we know that war brings brutality because women just can't fight like men do. So in a war, the people who are always hurt the most, if we are just adults about it, is women and children. But God is saying here that rape and molestation will be a particular aspect of this invasion and it is a direct repayment for the injustices done to African Americans and also to Native Americans. And since I started, whenever the Lord would give me this message, I've never shied away from it, even though it always causes backlash and outbursts and all kinds of things. If I cannot be objective with the prophecies that I get from God, then what exactly is the point of my calling? The material that the Lord gives me is not just material that anyone could handle. And I owe it to him to bring it out because prophecy is not celestial talking to the nations. Prophecy is God using the mouth of an individual that he has called, trained, and believe it or not, very strongly admonished behind the scenes. The training that I've received from God and the admonishments that I receive from him are not the things that will come out in the final video. What comes out in the final video is the estimation that God brings to every nation for its crimes. And that estimation is always just. It is always perfect. It is always balanced. Because before I was born, or those in this current generation hearing these judgments were born, God was alive, he was awake, he was watching, and he was taking meticulous notes. So after the Lord takes notes, it's not me or anyone else who is going to come and say, but why? But why? And I will continue with this prophecy so you can hear the things that God despises about how this matter is being handled at present. It says that America has done these two groups, and especially the black slaves, a hard injustice a hard injustice to make them come to labor in bonded labor, to rape the women without any regard for the fact that many of them had tried to put their broken lives together again, left behind their husbands, left behind their sons, 
and married men here. And then to have that marriage desecrated by an overseer or by the father in the house who owned them or lending a woman for a weekend to his brother or bringing her in and saying, well, one of my guests took a fancy to you as he was parking his house. We must not gloss over these things. We must not pretend that these things didn't happen. God says the fields were fields of blood, and I myself am tired of seeing visions of these things. The Lord speaks of these things far often, actually, America. Then he sends me to speak of them. If he sent me to bring this type of prophecy every time he spoke of it, it would be very difficult for the hearers of this channel. Indeed. Fields of blood where people were taken were young women, women as young as 8, 9, 10, 11. You have children at home. Do you want to imagine your young daughter under the unwanted attention and the unwanted physical force of a man simply because he does not see her as a person, simply because he views her as a momentary place to exercise lust. And it was never the kind of tender lust that married people share. No, it was brutal, bruising lust that sometimes resulted in loss of life. Teen pregnancy started with the African Americans and the Native American women because it happened by force. And God says that Russia will come here and the way he put it will rape America and molest America because she did it to others. Do it unto her, a double dose of the medicine, serve unto her because I am the Lord. And so this is what God is saying that he will punish this nation for slaveries because one of the things he brought up is that the atrocities are being methodically being erased from the history books and they are being replaced with another truth, a much more, recon a much more convenient retelling of U.S. history. And you have only to look at what they're sending the children home with now. Many parents in anger have posted pictures of the history books that their children are getting now in grade six and grade seven, where you see the slaves dressed so smartly and so well. And the, the writing actually says things like many slaves got on very well with their masters. And it was more of a symbiotic helper relationship. And you know, I'm not one to comment much on Facebook, but I've looked at these things and I've, I've thought, the thought that came to my mind is when punishment is coming to you, there is only one thing that you can do, and that thing is called mitigation, mitigation, to mitigate. It means that you already know that punishment is coming, but now you work to lessen it. You do the best that you can so that it will not be as biting, as brutal. So in law, the, the lawyer will try to look and say, it's a first time offense, your honor, and, and he didn't kill anyone in the crime. The lawyer will do his best so that the judge doesn't throw the book at you. But we're not in law. We are in an eternal type of estimation. Eternal estimation means that God will weigh the situation and God will determine the perfect punishment. And I've often wondered when God talks about this, there is not a, two threads of softness in the kind of punishment that will come. And that is because when America should be having conversations, when America should be saying the right thing, what America says is this was a long time ago and the people who did it are dead and let's move on and let's put it behind us. And these are the messages that come from the media. These are the messages that have been inserted into the history to try and erase America's bloody past. 
The same way that she tried to erase Iraq and Kuwait and everything else, but you cannot erase history that is written in blood. So the only way to help you when you're doing, dealing with eternal estimation of things is to repent, but there is no repentance because people don't see why they should feel sorry. This is the messaging. We can't blame the messaging. These are also the hearts. People don't see why they should feel sorry for stuff that they claim they had nothing to do with. And yet, if the Africans who died were brought back to life and asked, well, did you have anything to do with coming here and being one of the men that were sodomized because you tried to run because it is a natural male instinct not to want to be controlled, emasculated, and shamed by other men, regardless of their color. As long as you are male, men hate disrespect. It kills them. And so as a slave, you got tired of it. You made your plan. You tried to run. They brought you back. They tore your back open. And then one of the overseers dealt with you in your backside in front of all the other male slaves to let them know that the penalty for running is not only 40 licks, but also to be sodomized. If you were to raise these dead people and ask them these questions, do you think they will say, well, yes, we deserve to this treatment. Clearly we had done something in Africa that was so wrong that when we were brought here, our lives became nothing but suffrage and torment. Mystery Babylon is depicted in Revelation 18 as a harlot, a wanton. And the judgment that God gives her is so brutal that the Bible says that all the kings of the other nations, did they stand close to get a good view? The Bible says that the punishment was so terrible that out of self-preservation, the kings, the merchants, they all drew back. It's the kind of punishment that nobody wants to get involved with. And the only reason that God can ever punish a people this brutally is because when he says you did this, their hearts are iron and they say, get over it. It's the past. So I will do my job here to the last letter. The Lord says that the two Koreas will unite into one nation and join the coalition coming here, China, Taiwan, Korea, Russia, Japan. And in this prophecy, God even said that there are some Western nations that are going to join in with Russia to come and punish the United States. He did say, but he did tell me not to name them, but he did say, that America has Western allies that she's sitting in the United Nations with right now. And those people at the end of time will consent to be part of Russia's force that will come here, God's weapons of indignation against all nations that live like his enemy. And so every prophecy on the master's voice has it, its witness the witness for the Korean part of the prophecy is called, they will fly down the slopes of the mountain. I will link it in the description. And the two or three other prophecies that the Lord has given me concerning slavery and concerning the, um, the steadfast and systematic extermination of Native Americans, I will also link that in the description. And there was one other thing that the Lord mentioned here. The prophecy is called, the eagle will fall. And in that prophecy, I saw the American eagle, both wings had been broken. So I didn't see how the wings came to be broken. I only saw the eagle fallen to the ground 
and it was in a very, very vulnerable state. Nobody came to help that eagle. What I saw is that many different birds, these birds were representing the different nations. They surrounded America at that point, and they began to pluck out the feathers of the eagle. They began to peck at that eagle. I saw vultures, unclean birds, like vultures and ravens and crows, and I saw clean birds, I saw falcons, I saw hawks. These are contemporaries of the eagle. They may not be the eagle, but a falcon and a hawk is saying that nations as good as America, as developed, as big, turned on her. And what happened is they tore at that bird until somebody managed to hit the eyes. The eyes of the eagle were torn out and she was just left like that for dead. And God said that even now, nations that are America's allies have a lot of resentment in their heart. He said they are angry with America because America forces them to do many things through private threats and by giving them commands. And they are forced to follow these commands because we all know that this country is able to ruin your reputation. She's able to ruin your economy. She's able to do many things simply because she is the world leader. And if she tells other people to put sanctions on you, even if you are a country as big as her, Russia as big as her, they will freeze that country out, killing the economy of that country if they can, because nobody wants to go against her. But God says a lot of people, many nations have grown tired of these threats and these commands and having to obey things that they didn't want to, and that they will be quite easy to turn in the day that the tide turns against this country for good. So that is the end of the prophecy. The prophecy is called Kings of the East, the third nation. And God was revealing this to me after many years of me hearing from him that it would only be Russia and China. He was opening it up and this one was very surprising. He even mentioned that Japan Japan, who is America's ally and supporter, that they will be, she, Japan will be squarely on the side of the nations that come here to invade. So this is Celestial with the Master's voice. The Lord bless you. And until I see you again, goodbye.